Welcome to the first episode of On the Air, the Ohio Hockey Digest podcast. The Ohio Hockey Digest is the foremost location for hockey in Ohio, covering every level played from youth to high school to junior and pro. Articles written to keep the hockey community up to date on all the happenings in hockey in the state of Ohio. My name is Tim Sullivan. I'll be one of the hosts. Alongside me will be Jason Lewandowski. How are you doing, Jake? I'm doing good, bud. And Dan Humphrey, who also will be our host and an engineer and our producer. Hi, Danny. Hey, guys. How you doing? Good. Good. We're hoping, since we found this new free time, unfortunately, uh, and I hope everyone's being safe out there, to add a different element to the Digest with interviews and other such content, bringing voices and names and faces to interesting people making the Ohio hockey community better. Today's guest we have uh, is going to be Scott Harrington. Scott Harrington is the founder of the Ohio Hockey Digest. We look forward to talking to him today and uh, see what go- we'll see what's going on with the Digest. They've had an unbelievable success when it comes to this Jersey State Championship. Uh, just yesterday, alone in 24 hours, they had over 21,000 hits on the website for people voting. Man, that's pretty amazing. Absolutely. And just got done with his uh, ACHA tournament, the All-Ohio ACHA Jersey Tournament, which I believe uh, John Carroll University uh, won uh, in a very close race. The, uh, the quarterfinals, the semifinals, and the finals all came down to a few votes, if not a few hundred votes. And uh, a pretty exciting time. I know the website was getting a lot of hits. And that's good to see that people are, are taking an active role with this downtime to still keep in, I guess, keep in the loop of hockey in, in, in some way, shape, or form. Because I know we're all missing it with all this time off. I think it's great, man. I think it's great that people are getting uh, into it and you know, without hockey right now, you know, we should be watching some college hockey. We should be watching the end of some junior hockey. But without hockey right now, getting uh, this involved like Scott did is is amazing. So look forward to that. He's got an awesome, some uh, awesome articles up on his website. You know, we have uh, some re-signings like Bryce Davis re-signed with the Toledo Cherokees uh, this this week. That That's kind of cool about the Erie Otters getting their draft pick eighth, eighth overall for uh, the next draft. Um, you know, one of the big articles on there uh, was a local kid, uh, Dawson DePietro, signed an NHL contract with the Buffalo Sabres out of Walsh Jesuit High School, went on and played at Western Michigan. That's, that's good to hear. Yeah, absolutely. It's good for Walsh Jesuit, and it's good for hockey in Ohio to have another young guy uh, taking that jump to the professional ranks and doing it straight out of Division One NCAA. And, and Dawson uh, – Dawson was the thorn in the side of a lot of a lot of coaches and a lot of players in the area, and it's great to see guys that that work hard at the game uh, move on and become successful. Yeah, he was. He was a heck of a hockey player. Still is. Looking forward to seeing him uh, progress. Yes. Uh, hopefully, everyone's doing what they're supposed to be doing, just so we can get out of this uh, lockdown, if you will. But uh, you know, it, it is what it is. So we have to move forward with what we can do. And uh, what we're going to do now is we're going to. Uh, uh, Listen and, and talk to Scott Harrington, the creator of Ohio Hockey Digest. All right, what a better way to start this off than with our first guest. He's a graduate of the University of New Hampshire, former director of public 
Community Relations for the Cleveland Lumberjacks of the IHL and the AHL. He is the vision and driving force behind the Harrington Sports Media Empire. He's a creator of the Ohio Hockey Digest. He had lunch with Lord Stanley Cup. And I believe I'm reading this right. He's a Cub Scout leader as well. Let's welcome Scott Harrington. Hey, Scott, how you doing? Good. How are you guys doing? Doing good, bud. How are you doing with this uh, this layoff, I guess, if you will, this this home confinement? Uh, well, I'm hoping it warms up soon uh, so we can do some more stuff outside. It hasn't been too bad. I've been actually super busy with work, uh, so that helps the days go by a little bit quicker. Um, but I'm trying to work, and then my wife's a nurse. She's working three days a week, so I'm trying to you know, get my son through his homeschooling stuff. Also, so that's been a bit of a challenge. Although next week's spring break. I don't know what the difference is going to be other than not doing some homework. We're still going to be sitting in the house, but we well, weren't going to go to New York City. We, we rethought that. Oh, <laughs> that we're supposed to go next week, actually. Uh, so yeah, you, you, I don't think not, that would be a good thing. Not, you're not doing that then? That's a no? <laughs> no, we're going to go to New Orleans instead. <laughs> oh, well, hey, uh, well, hey, first and first, foremost, people – uh, don't know that you have another job because, uh, I mean, obviously your website and your publication is amazing. So, uh, thanks again for doing all that and tell your yeah. wife, thanks for what she's doing, getting in the, in the hospitals for all of us. Cause this cannot be an easy time to be in the hospitals for sure. Absolutely. So. And when we, we get off, she'll be getting home right about the time we get done here. So I'll go hose her down in the driveway and, uh, <laughs> we'll be good to go. Sounds good. Well, Hey Scott, let's start off at the top. What, what brought you to Cleveland all the way from the university of New Hampshire? Uh, I had an advisor. So I was a member of the first graduating class of the sports management program at the University of New Hampshire. I know that's a common major these days, uh, but that was a new, pretty new thing at the time. And so we were part of that per first graduating class. And my uh, advisor, Stephen Hardy, had two former students. Uh, he had previously been at Robert Morris and two of his former students were here in Cleveland with the Indians uh Vic Gregovitz who was their VP of ticket sales at the time and uh Steve Sotoa who was doing the same thing for the Lumberjacks um he let me know that he had a few contacts out here if I made my way out here so uh that's what I did and worked uh part-time for the Indians and the Lumberjacks for a couple years and then eventually uh transitioned over to the Lumberjacks full-time which is which is what I wanted to do Nice. So when, when when you were with the Lumberjacks, what what was your time like? What what was uh what was it like hockey in Cleveland professionally, the Cleveland Lumberjacks? Uh it was a bit of a challenge. We were the fourth team in a three-team market, if you would, uh, you know, being the only, you know, non-major league team, you know, with the NBA, the NFL, Major League Baseball. Um, and we were tenants at the, what was then the Gund Arena. So it was, a lot, you know, we didn't really have access to all the revenue streams that, uh, the monsters have now with one, all those teams being, uh, solidified under one owner. Uh, it works a little bit better. We had to basically actually generate money. We couldn't, you know, the monsters can probably hand out tickets and make their money on concessions and parking and that type of thing. We, we had to actually sell tickets and sell sponsorships and, and that type of thing. So it was a challenge. It was a, it was a challenge, but it was a very uh, interesting time. Very fun. We had a colorful, 
colorful owner who was also the general manager, uh, Larry Gordon, who had been a part of the World Hockey Association when that started up. Um, he did things like trading a player for hotel rooms, um, traded, <laughs> traded a guy for a player to be named later, and then the player to be named later was him. That was a good one. <laughs> the quote in it, his quote in the paper, Dave Basigio was the guy, I think he's assistant general manager of the Anaheim Ducks now, or, or he was recently. Um, his quote in the paper was, you have to give up talent to get talent. That was a good one. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it was just a very, there was, there were some slap shot moments in there, but at the same time, you know, we we're playing a world-class facility uh, and the IHL was at the time it was not so much, it was a, you know, we were farm teams, but it was not so much a developmental league. There were a lot of older guys on their way down, back down, you know, so you had some name players uh, in the league back then. So it was, it was a fun time. As I met Rod Langway, uh, you know, a couple of the Sutters were playing then and, you know, lots of uh, names that you recognized uh, on their way back down the uh, the food chain, as it were, whereas now with the Monsters, it's predominantly the younger guys. Do you have any, uh, any stories, any good stories you can share from your time with the Lumberjacks? There's all kinds of stories. Some can be told on this and some probably not, but uh, I think probably the one I'm asked about the most is when, um, when Bob Wooden left me in Detroit, uh, <laughs> we were doing, we did a, a, for a minor league team, we had a pretty, we did, I think 20 games on do sports channel back down or, or Fox, whatever it was. I think it was sports channel. Um, <clears throat> so we had a pretty, pretty big TV package and, and Bob Wooden, the former, uh, WH, uh, Cleveland Crusaders goaltender and, and, uh, St. Ed's head coach was our color man and, uh, very colorful guy, phenomenal play, or, uh, color guy. He always had great insights into what was going on and, you know, was, was a funny guy as well. But, uh, we were dry. I drove up with the team to the, the uh, palace at all Auburn Hills, uh, for a game with the Detroit Vipers that we were doing on television. And then Bob was driving up with a friend of his uh, on his own and was going to meet us up there and got stuck in traffic and uh, didn't get to the arena uh, in time for the start of the game. So we're scrambling, didn't know what to do. Um, Craig Willannon was doing color for Detroit radio. So we pressed him into duty. Uh, I think it was the Detroit PR guy had a suit coat that was about two sizes too small for him, but he squeezed into that. And uh, went on the air with uh, our our play-by-play guy Dave Miller, and uh, did the first period of the game. And then Bob showed up at the second intermission. And uh, I don't know if you've ever seen a professional sporting event where a new guy just showed up, you know, midway through the game. But Bob was told that you know we can't use you. We're we're set, and you're late. You weren't here, and you're supposed to be here. And so he's frustrated from being stuck in traffic to begin with. And then he gets there and, and uh, I was down in the TV truck and I could hear them in the background uh, arguing with each other. So I headed up to see what was going on and he passed me in the hallway and unloaded on me. And then he passed our coaches who were uh, standing in the hallway during the intermission. He unloaded on them and then walked out of the arena. And uh, just sprinkling it around, huh? <laughs> right. Yeah. So I, 
I went over to BJ McDonald, one of the, one of the, uh, Jack's coaches that year. And, and he said, man, Bob is pissed. And I said, he's pissed. He's my ride home. And the, the team was going from there to, I don't know, Peoria or Fort Wayne or Kalamazoo or something like that. Like two more stops. This was the first game of a three game road trip. And I was like, I am not riding a bus all weekend. <laughs> Peoria and Kalamazoo. It's, I spent New Year's Eve in Fort Wayne one year as it was. I wasn't going back there. So I convinced the, uh, the producer for Sports Channel or somebody. I convinced he was going to stay overnight and drive back. I convinced him to go back that night because I needed to get back to do, uh, do the game notes for the next game. So, so, so what was it like when you saw Bob at practice the next week? Uh, yeah, so Bob walks by me at practice at Sportsplex on Monday. Like nothing happened. Just walk, hey, what's up? <laughs> you know, how's it going? And I let him walk away. And then I said, hey, Bob, I just want to let you know I got home okay. And he's like, oh, yeah. <laughs> we got, I said, I think he said they got to Toledo and they remember, oh, <laughs> we're supposed to bring that kid back. And uh, he's like, at that point, we weren't going to turn around. I said, okay. I figured as much. <laughs> so, yeah, he, he did. He left me in Detroit. We had a couple good Bob Wynn stories. Although we also, when I, I was first out there and didn't know anybody in Cleveland, uh, he, I don't know if we were just making small talk and it came up or he, somebody else told him, but he realized I didn't have any place to go for Thanksgiving dinner. So I ended up at uh, Bob and Irma's house with the boys uh, for Thanksgiving dinner that year. So great guy. Yeah, there you go. Great. Well, we, Jay and I know coach very well and, and um, you know, we've had many, Many good times with coach, and so yeah, that's that's a great story. Hey, when did you decide to start uh, the Harrington Sports Media? Uh, I think it was a couple years after my son was born. So I think I started ten or twelve years ago, just kind of doing it a little here, a little there on the side. Um, my wife was working uh, as a nurse, and she goes to bed early, and my son was, you know very young and sleeping all the time. So I was, I'm kind of a night owl. So I was up all night with nothing to do. And uh, I'd always liked that part of the, uh, uh, when I worked in for the hockey team doing like game programs and media guides and the writing side of it. So I started doing some little four page game programs, mostly for uh, junior hockey and uh, summer collegiate baseball teams. Um, so those are the, those leagues where the college kids play with wood bats so they, the uh, Major League Baseball can, scouts can look at them hitting with wood bats. And they're usually in small towns or just run by volunteers, so they don't have anybody to do that stuff. Right. So for them, it's a, it's a nice little touch for their game presentation and something you can do remotely. So I started doing that. Did the uh, uh, Holy Name Hockey was the first high school hockey team I did and then started doing – uh, that on a league-wide basis for the Great Lakes League when that started up and also generating some website content for them. And that's kind of what led into the um, into the Ohio Hockey Digest website was the Great Lakes League did away with their website. And I thought there was a, uh, a void there that somebody should fill. Um, and there just wasn't that much reporting in the regular media on high school hockey. I think one thing that uh, I forget which year it was, but I went and looked. Uh, St. Ignatius was going to the state championship again. 
and I went to look for a preview on Cleveland, Cleveland.com, and the last high school article they had was from St. Ignatius winning the championship the year before. They had literally posted nothing about high school hockey in between. I thought that was a shame. Yeah. And it's a, it's kind of a niche sport, but they're, you know, loyal uh, followers. And uh, I thought that, you know, high school hockey definitely with, you know, 70, 80 teams across the state was a good place to start. And then uh, kind of moved into while I was building it, I figured, well, I might as well throw up pages for, you know, the pro teams and the college teams and that, even if I'm not uh, actively generating content for a lot of them, but I can at least kind of create one spot on the internet where you can find all of your, all of your hockey news from all the different levels. And you don't have to go searching around looking for it. And then obviously try to generate as much original content as we can. Um, but that can be. Yeah. yeah the, the, the Ohio Hockey Digest website is an amazing website. And, and again, we're, you know, we're so fortunate here uh, in the state to have it. Cause you know, you go on the website and, and again, from yesterday's starting at noon till today, I was reading, you tweeted out that 21,000 people uh, or votes were casted on this, uh, the Jersey uh, championship. What a, what a great idea that that is to actually give some, give the people a, a, an opportunity like the hockey fans like ourselves to, to still be engaged. You know, how's that, how is that going? Uh, that's going great. We actually set a record. We had 6,200 individual or unique visitors, a little over 6,200 on the site yesterday. So that's blew away my previous record. So that was basically the first day of voting in the high school competition. Um, so great. yeah, it's been great. <laughs> I think the previous record before I started doing this was like 1200 or 1500 or something like that. And then we did the, the college, the ACHA jerseys and that, I think we got 5,000 on one, one, one day for that. But how many, uh, on, how on one hand, I'm really excited to have that many people involved. On the other hand, I'm thinking, uh, you know how much time I spent writing all those articles? <laughs> and seven or 800 people read them, which is great. But yeah, it's it's been phenomenal. So I'm hoping, hoping with uh, we had 52 or actually 53 entries, I think, for the high school uh, tournament, which will take about 10 days to to go through or maybe a little longer than that. So, yeah, that's, um, that's, pro that's about that's about two thirds of all high school programs. Yeah. And some of the other ones, I just, I didn't have time to reach out directly to everybody. So it was just kind of, you know, spread the word on Twitter. And I know if some people fell through the cracks. We'll be a little more organized with it next year. Now that I know there's this much uh, demand for it, um, give some more thought to it and be a little more organized with it and uh, hopefully take it up to another notch next yeah, year. And I want to, for those that uh, haven't really gone through your website, I mean, it's not just your, your high school coverage, which is amazing. I mean, you do your youth. You do your juniors, your team Ohio's, your uh, your adult leagues, your sled, your inline, your diet, everything you got on here, and you can find anything you need to find on hockey when it comes to your website. It's it's very, it's a it's very important and impactful. So uh, that's good stuff. Scott, how many how many teams with all those numbers thrown around? How many teams or and or leagues does the website cover? Uh, team. Well, you've got seventy or eighty, as I said, just with the high school team. So. Um, all of the levels of junior and college and AAA and pro teams and, and all that. There's at least a hundred, probably, you know, maybe up to upwards of 150 teams that you can at minimum find a link to their website and their social media and, you know, any other stories that I've posted or just linked to um, you can find them all in all in one spot. 
Nice. Hey, with uh, with all this attention now that you're getting with the uh, uh, onto the website, and of course you're gonna get a whole bunch more because we're doing this. I'm sure, right? But uh, <laughs> it, it says that you have three other writers. Are you, are you planning on uh, adding any more, or or how did you get about or get come with these guys? Or yeah, I, I have three other uh, what I've called senior writers, guys that have contributed on a more regular basis that I can usually turn to and and assign something if there's a story that I just I think really needs to be done. I don't have time to do it. I can uh, pass it off to one of them. Two of them are college kids, so I'm not sure how much more time they're going to have to give me. But um, and then I've got another five or six people that contribute uh, no, you know, notebook type stuff here and there. Um, but I'm definitely looking if there's anybody out there hearing this that uh, likes hockey and likes to, you know, ever gave any thought to being a sports writer or anything like that. I would just like to try it out. Um, I'm always looking for contributing writers and could definitely use, I I've got a pretty good handle up here in Northeast Ohio, but I really need some more, uh, people on the ground in Columbus, uh, Cincinnati, Toledo areas. Yeah. I think this would be, that'd be a great, great for somebody in like in a high school or even a college thing, like you mentioned to, uh, you know, get, get some journalism done, uh, and get some experience. Yeah. Great experience. They have, uh, you know, a list of articles that you've done by the time you finish high school or college or whatever um, to point to, to show off your, show off your stuff. Good. Absolutely. So for those young guys out there that, that are aspiring journalists and those that are just hockey fans, um, obviously you can be reached through, through the website yep. and, and contact you that way as far as possibility of getting started. Yeah. You can find me uh Twitter, obviously, or uh, just Scott at Ohio hockey digest.com. And uh, I think I've got some contact information right at the top of the website. So easy, to, easy man to get a hold of. Hey, Scott, over the years that you've done this, uh, what, it's been about eight, eight years now that you've been doing between uh, the media and now the Ohio Hockey Digest? Yeah, I probably started getting serious on the, the uh, parents of sports media on the web, or the um, game programs and stuff about eight years ago. And that's actually kind of, uh, I'm trying to taper that back a little bit i've you know gotten busier at work and stuff like that so don't have quite as much time to do that started i just started doing some high school football and stuff like that which was good but uh i was thinking of actually trying to do that for myself full time so i was kind of ramping up and then decided to stay where i was at with my job and uh got more responsibility there so that on top of all the stuff i had built up uh Got to be a bit much, so I'm tapering back a little bit. But uh, hopefully, uh, this being the third season of the website, Ohio Hockey Digest, hopefully we can start monetizing that a little bit with some sponsors and uh, start moving some of the activity over there. Yeah. Hey, we've all you know been involved in this hockey stuff, and or any sport doesn't matter. There is change. Obviously, we're going through a major change in our world right now. Um, what have you? What have you seen? At, at all the levels, you, know, you can even you can even just pinpoint one. It doesn't matter what changes have you seen over your years here in Cleveland. Since you're not from Cleveland, um, what what changes have you seen in in the game over the years? Uh, I think in terms of uh, I'll say I'll I'll pick out the high school level. Um, I think there's still some imbalance probably with there's a handful of teams every year that are going to have a shot at a district title or a state title. Um, but there are a lot more programs either starting up or 
I think the middle class, the white division, you know, in Cleveland or Columbus, let's say, I think that's getting bigger and healthier. And I think that's a good sign. I think it's unfortunate they don't have their own state championship to play for. So that's uh, another story I'm working on. I'm going to try to get that out uh, by the end of this month about different ways they could do the tournament because having that elite group at the top with your Ignatius, Eds, U.S., Gilmore, uh, those types of teams, St. Francis, St. John's, and then that middle class I'm talking about, and then the you know the blue division teams that are starting up. It's really just through natural selection. It seems that there's really three tiers, um, and it's unfortunate that that they don't all have their own tournament to play in at the end of the year. Um, I don't think, I don't think you'll find too many people that won't agree with that. I mean, that's something yeah. we've been talking about for a long time. So I'm working on a story. I, I uh, started it last year actually, and then just ran out of time and just decided to wait to do it again this year. So um, hopefully, like I said, have it out at the end of the month, just for fun. I threw out some different uh, uh, alternate formats that they could use. Maybe that would make it a little better. Um, I mean, the obvious one is just splitting into two or three divisions. I mean, that's, that's a no brainer, but uh, so um, look for, for that later, but to answer the original question, the, the bigger change, I think that middle class, if you will, of uh, schools or players is, is getting uh, bigger and healthier. And I think that's a good sign. Like I said, it, now we need to give them something to compete for that, you know, makes it even more appealing to stay at your high school and, and play high school hockey at that level. And I think that's, you know, one of the, there'll always be competition with the private schools and the public schools and AAA hockey and juniors and all that. Um, but it seems like, you know, if you're a good hockey player at that, one of those mid tier schools, there are more appealing places to play possibly because for one thing, you're not going to have a shot at winning a state championship. Right. Right. Okay. Wow. No, that's true, man. And and like Sully said, there's there's been a lot of talk about how to do it for many years. And it has to be something plausible that makes sense for every area of the state so that, I mean, try, trying to become more inclusive, I guess, for the state tournament instead of, you know, you play for your, your city championship, your Baron Cups, your, your whatever, what do they have, the uh, Blue Jacket Cup down there and, and yeah. some others. And then after that, well, best of luck. Right. And how's that going to grow the sport if there isn't some bigger prize out there that you're reaching for? Right. And there's the geographic imbalance, too. You've got, I think, 10 teams in Toledo and 26 in Columbus, and they each get one representative. That doesn't yeah. seem right either. Yeah. No, you're right. For sure. But hey, it's a lot easier to sort it out on paper. We can come up with all these great ideas. Yeah, right. You actually have to get the rinks open and get a lot of people to sign off on it before you go changing the format. But um, we'll have some food for thought here later in the month. Good, good. Hey, in the uh, in the intro, Sully had said you had you had lunch with the Stanley Cup. Yeah, we how, actually how did, had, that, how did that come about? So it was it was probably ninety eight, I think. Uh, the Stanley, the NHL would send the Stanley Cup on a like a publicity tour uh, around the start of the playoffs, and they would send it to obviously NHL cities, but they were kind of focusing on non NHL markets and just sending the Stanley cup around to try to get, you know, stir up interest for the playoffs. So it came to Cleveland. And since I was the PR guy for the local team, I was kind of put in charge of 
of taking the guy, the white glove guy around to some different spots. We had, uh, we did some, some media stuff with it and we had some, I forget who the, uh, one of the sponsors we had it there where people would go and sign, you know, uh, take pictures with it and stuff like that. We had some of our players there to sign autographs. Um, and then the guy had to go, not only did I have lunch with it, I, I was very close to convincing the guy that he could go to Pittsburgh in the morning. He didn't have to go <laughs> right now. <laughs> and uh, that my rooftop, the, the apartment building I was living in with the, uh, the space on the rooftop would be a great place to have some drinks and have some people over and have it. So we came very close to having a party with the Stanley cup down there in Lakewood. But, uh, he, he was smart and, uh, he was <laughs> fairly new to the job too. as a younger guy. Uh, so I almost talked him into it, but he, he was smart and went on to Pittsburgh that night, but we did, he did want to see the flats. This is when the flats was still hopping. So I told him I would take him for lunch down there. So we went to shooters and, uh, we're walking, we're about to go in. I was like, we can't really in good conscience leave the Stanley cup in my 84 Cavalier in the parking lot in the flats. No, so no. we're going to have to bring it in. He's like, all right. And then I said, just take it out of this. Just take it out. He's like, I don't know. Yeah. So I talked him into it. So we went in and got a table for three and sat there shooters with the Stanley cup. And it was the weirdest thing because people were looking over, but nobody approached us. It was nope, really weird. not one person approached you guys. Well, and then our our waitress came over and completely lost her mind. And she, she was dating a uh, her boyfriend was a St. Ed's hockey player. Actually, I couldn't tell you the kid's name, but uh, so she was all excited. And then I think she told people in the kitchen that one of the people, one of the cooks came out or something. But all the people sitting in the restaurant, nobody came over to us or asked, oh, is that the real? I, I don't know if they were assuming it was a fake. I don't know. Right. But it well, not, every, not every day you'd roll into a, a, a restaurant and you go to sit down at your table and next to you is the Stanley Cup. So, right. <laughs> and it has a weird effect on people. Yeah. So we when we did our part of that publicity tour, we were somewhere with the, you know, like a public appearance. And uh, some of the Lumberjacks players came over and the two of them were, were standing on the other side of the room. <laughs> and I'm like, well, come over. <laughs> Yeah, right. well, they're like, nope, <laughs> uh -huh. because of the superstition that, uh, you know, you're never going to win it if you touch it, you know, before. And uh, I tried convincing them. Neither one of them had a shot at winning. Like that. So you just come <laughs> over and get a picture. Yeah, right. But, and, and then Jack comes in with his kids and walks right over and puts his hands on it. I was like, there's my name. <laughs> yeah, right. Oh, yeah. Actually, I did speaking about when I brought it to Sportsplex, too. And uh, he was having a practice or something. His pictures, his players got pictures with it he was coaching a youth team that that year right the little little kids is that the team that uh, uh with I, remember. I remember i just we were near it maybe with that yeah. the other appearance we were making i was like i'm just gonna i know bob's over there so i'll just go over and i walked in he's like you know it was in the middle of summer what are you, what are you doing here <laughs> so, well, i got the stanley cup in my car no way <laughs> <laughs> that's funny well, hey, Scott, thanks for your time. Appreciate it. Um, again, we look forward to working with the Digest and continuing yeah. to read. And, and uh, again, thanks from a, a guy that is involved in hockey every day. You know, we can't thank you enough for the time that you give uh, to keep everyone connected when it comes to the Digest, especially in times like today when we don't have a lot going on. And, you know, <laughs> have, a, have a little fun uh, with the Jersey uh, State Championship. And, and again, that's 
just it get, just kind of gives people a smile, something to do and and uh, in this time. Again, thank you for coming on. I appreciate it. Thank your wife for doing what she does with the hospitals. Uh, everyone needs to be safe, especially her. So appreciate it. Thanks, Scott. I will do that. And thanks you guys for doing this. Thanks, buddy. Appreciate your time. All right. That was a great interview with Scott. Uh, what a great uh, guy doing great things when it comes to uh, hockey in the community, especially in the state. Just getting so much information out there from the youth to the high school, the juniors, to the women's game, to the sled game, to the deck game. It's just unbelievable. Uh, yeah, what a great – go ahead, Jay. You, you could hear him even in, in, in his comments and, and talking about, you know, he was with the Stanley Cup. He was, you know, not from here and noticed – a niche that needed to be filled and, and he's just done, he's taken it upon himself to, I guess, I guess bring people together and let's talk about the greatest sport going. And, and, and he is the vehicle driving or he's the man driving the vehicle rather. And it, it's really a resource for all, all hockey in Ohio and, and beyond. Cause I know he's touched on the Erie Otters and, and, and uh, some others, but he he's, as you can tell, as as we as we've known for years, Scott's a, a a great guy to be around. He tells good stories, and he's knowledgeable in what he's talking about, and uh, he's just a, a an excellent a asset for what we have going on in our state. Absolutely. Well, you know, I appreciate you guys checking out the podcast. We're gonna try to do uh, more and more interviews with uh, coaches, players, uh, interesting personnel throughout the uh, hockey community. Our goal is to make uh, people aware of what's happening here in the state. Uh, uh, when people don't know, uh, we'll make them know. You know, that's going to be something that we're going to really try to do. So more on the horizon with more interviews. Uh, we're going to continue to grow the game as best we can. Again, this was On the Air, the Ohio Hockey Digest. Mr. Worldwide to infinity. <laughs> you know the roof on fire. We go boogie, oogie, oogie, jiggle, wiggle, and dance <laughs> like the roof on fire. We go drink drinks and take shots until we fall out like the roof on fire. Now, baby, get my booty naked, take off all your clothes and light the roof on fire. Tell her, tell her, baby, 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 I'm on fire. I tell her, baby, 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 I'm a fireball.